the main takeaway that I think most affects you is the Ontario budget from Peter Bethlen Falvey. Here to unpack some of the highlights, Sabrina Nanji from Queen's Park Observer. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. Well, let's start with the top lines. It's the biggest budget Ontario has ever had. Perhaps not surprising, mind you, in a year where, you know, we're looking at five to six percent inflation. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in a way, there was a lot that wasn't really surprising. Uh, the Ford government, as a lot of governments do, had kind of leaked out some of the the nuggets that they wanted to highlight, uh, you know, manufacturing tax, things like that. And while there were some good things for, you know, people, people uh, like uh, a boost to that low income seniors grant program, there's really not much on the affordability front, which I think is surprising. Um, I mean, Finance Minister Peter Bethan Falvey has kind of been uh, bracing us for this steady as she goes, serious budget, as he as he put it yesterday. But there's not really much to help Ontarians now. And of course, you know, that's a bit of a risk politically, because while everyone can understand, you know, the need for rainy day funds, especially now when while the finance minister won't say there there's a recession on the horizon, he's saying that Ontario is prepared to deal with that. And so having these rosier numbers, you know, a path to balance very soon uh, and the biggest budget, more revenues coming in, but not really a lot to help people who are struggling with cost of living groceries, you name it, gas. Uh, I think it's a bit of a harder sell. So it's one thing to, to have these rainy day funds, but people are struggling now. And I think that's kind of what we're hearing from the opposition. While we might have been expecting from the critics to say there's not enough for health care, there's not enough for education, uh, which I do think is, is valid, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, certainly people who work in healthcare might say that. But uh, this is an opportunity for the opposition to really hammer the, the Ford government on that, that this, as Marit Stiles, NDP leader says, doesn't really meet the moment. Well, let's listen to a clip from Peter Bethlen Falvey talking about these aspects you were touching on, which are because you always bring in a budget in the context of the economy we're living in. And then you have to wonder what the economy is going to look like moving forward. And there are a lot of question marks. I mean, inflation still continues to be a factor. Um, we still continue to have um, banking jitters, I guess we could say. Here's the uh, finance minister. And while our economy has remained resilient, the seas around us are stormy. That's why our government is continuing to take a responsible, targeted approach with our plan. Okay, so this business of balancing the budget by 2025, I, I'm sure that came with a pretty chart. I can't imagine that we're actually going to get there, but how are they predicting this? Well, one thing is that the budget could probably be balanced today. Uh, there are these big contingency funds, you know, $4 billion that the, the government it just has, you know, in its reserves and it's saving for a potential recession. Um, there is economic uncertainty, you know, just before tabling this budget, right around the time he was consulting on it, the finance minister was in Europe. He went to the UK and I guess he's kind of seeing the crystal ball of, of what could be on the horizon. And while he's not wrong there, uh, as I said, it's a bit of a risk like this. This could be something where if there is, you know, an economic downturn uh, that that the provincial government might end up looking uh, very prescient and responsible. But on the other hand, people, as you said, are, are struggling now. There's inflation. Uh, we're also looking ahead to the federal budget in just a few days, and we're hearing that there could be some relief for people in, on that front. And so for Ontario to not really do much um, at this point, I think this is the time when a lot of people are feeling like they could really use the help. And so while I do 
understand that uh, this is obviously the approach that the Ford government is taking, as they like to say, a, a prudent approach. Um, I think that this could, you know, end up backfiring if, um, unfortunately, you know, the uh, the economy does not, um, uh, you know, implode maybe as badly as the Ford government is preparing for, because we do have these, you know, multi-billion dollar contingency funds, which are not exactly transparent in how they will be spent and could, uh, you know, if they're not spent, they could be used to tamp down the deficit um, and have a bigger surplus. Andrew Coyne writes a column today and the headline says everything. Doug Ford releases a Kathleen Wynne budget. Uh, it's not exactly the Harris years, is it? I mean, a new conservative government comes in They're now on their second mandate and they just keep on spending and spending and spending. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is the biggest ever and the biggest by far. You know, we've passed the $200 billion mark. We're, we're at 204.7. I mean, the last liberal budget was just under $160 billion. So certainly, you know, we can't uh, criticize these conservatives for, for tightening the belt. But again, it depends on who you ask. You know, we've been talking about inflation and the NDP, uh, you know, kind of sees this as uh, not spending enough because, because of what's uh, needed. And so... Uh, that's what I mean by the Ford government having these big contingency funds, saving for yeah. a rainy day, saving for these tough times. Uh, a lot of people say that those times are now. Okay, and one last thing for you. Uh, our headline is stealing from something that was in a New York tabloid back in the 1970s where it was Ford to New York drop dead, but Ford to Toronto drop dead. They, you know, As predicted, there was nothing there for Toronto, which kind of precipitates a bit of a crisis. Yeah, I think this was probably bad news for municipalities. Uh, while, you know, they're cheering some of the the moves on, you know, a tackling homelessness and some more supports for that, uh, you know, we're still waiting to see how the Ford government will not only, you know, help out Toronto, uh, but also, you know, make municipalities whole, which they've promised to do. Don't forget, they've scrapped certain developer fees that municipalities rely on to pay for things like infrastructure for new homes. And so, you know, the Ford government promised to make these municipalities whole. Uh, he's he's also been kind of vaguely, uh, the premier has been vaguely talking about auditing municipalities uh, because he believes that there's some cost savings there that could be used to help offset the loss of these developer fees. But there wasn't really much for municipalities. And so uh, I think that they were probably the big the big losers uh, in yesterday's budget. But, uh, uh, you know, it's still the early the early stages of the mandate. Um, we're waiting to hear more details on this audit. And so uh, you know, we might get more details in the future, but right now, uh, I, I think, you know, municipalities are really feeling the pinch on this one. Sabrina, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks for getting up early. <laughs> thanks for having me. That's Sabrina Nanji from Queens Park Observer.